Another podcast from St. John's Riverside Hospital. It's the Riverside Radio HealthCast. Here's Melanie Cole. Many women with early-stage breast cancer who would have received chemotherapy under current standards may not actually need it, according to a major international study that's expected to quickly change medical treatment. My guest today is Dr. Melita Charles. She's a breast surgeon at St. John's Riverside Hospital. Dr. Charles, tell us a little bit about what has been the standard of care for early-stage breast cancer. What have you been doing up till now? Uh, Early-stage breast cancer has typically been treated with surgery, that is lumpectomy, sometimes called partial mastectomy, an evaluation of the axillary lymph nodes, and then subsequent treatment with adjuvant therapies. Uh, These therapies are typically hormonal treatment, chemotherapy, and radiation treatment. And the chemotherapy is usually given first, followed by the radiation, and then five to 10 years of hormonal therapy. Then tell us a little bit about this federally funded phase three clinical trial that shows many women with certain types of breast cancer may not need chemotherapy after all. Right. We're talking about the Taylor X trial. Now, previously, women with um, estrogen-sensitive tumors or hormone receptor-positive tumors have been known to be long-term survivors. These tumors tend to be less aggressive. And we know that these uh, women have a long-term survival based on previous um, long-term follow-up studies that were done um, by uh, the, by the uh, breast surgery groups. So there was always the issue whether many of these women needed chemotherapy because they did so well on hormonal therapy alone. So the Taylor X trial was made to, um, was designed to answer one of these questions. So for, they started off by first uh, choosing a group of genes that was shown to be relevant in patients who had hormone-sensitive cancers and who had good outcomes and bad outcomes. They validated it by going back to some of these earlier studies where they knew the outcomes of the patients, identified genes that were relevant, and then validated the genes in in a previous study that showed that it did correlate well with survival. So when these genes are analyzed in this test, which is called an oncotype, it gives a recurrence score. So low score, which is typically less than 10, these women uh, do not benefit from chemotherapy. And women who have a high score do benefit from chemotherapy. Unfortunately, in the middle, there was this group of intermediate patients who it was unclear whether they would benefit from chemotherapy or could just be treated with hormonal therapy alone as women in the lower group. So that is what this Taylor X trial was designed to answer. So as long as we're talking about the women and how it will affect them. Please tell me how many women might be affected by this trial. What's so significant about these findings and and what do you want women to know about it? Well, we're talking about hormone receptor positive cancers only and cancers that are node negative, meaning that when the lymph nodes are looked at, they do not show any evidence of cancer. So it is a, it is a specific group of women Not all women will be affected by this news. However, hormone-sensitive cancers make up about 60 to 80% of breast cancer patients. So it is going to affect a large group of women. The results of the study showed that women, out of the uh, women treated, and we're talking about a very large group that was looked at, which is also useful for us as far as as clinicians. So there were 6,700 patients roughly looked at 
And of the women who had these intermediate recurrence scores, they were compared to women who were given chemotherapy and tamoxifen therapy versus just tamoxifen therapy alone, and they had an equal survival. So that's really important news because it means that there's a larger group of patients that we now know do not benefit from chemotherapy. Wow, this is fascinating. And so many women are going to try and understand this this clinical trial, Dr. Charles. So you mentioned before Oncotype. Tell us about this breast recurrence score test, and is it routine for this test to be administered to breast cancer patients? It is. It has been routine. We have routinely used it for women with hormonally sensitive cancers. Usually when we have some doubt about whether chemotherapy is beneficial or not, our default has been to give chemotherapy to women with cancers over one centimeter that are hormone sensitive. So now that we know that women up to five centimeters, which is about a two two inch size cancer, now that we know now we know that those women may not need chemotherapy, it will definitely become a routine part of our evaluation of breast cancer patients. What about radiation? Is this still part of the standard course? Yes, we still give radiation that usually follows any kind of chemotherapy and uh, is given prior to the start of hormonal therapy. Dr. Charles, one of the biggest questions that I think many women are going to have about this is the mental stress of it. Will women worry about recurrence when they don't have chemo? It's as, as The side effects are sometimes devastating to women. However, there's that knowledge that you're really doing something. Do you think that this is going to make more women worry? No, actually, I think it will give women more confidence that they're doing the right thing when they do not have the chemotherapy. Because the, the data shows that women with, with low scores do just as well whether they receive chemotherapy or not, as long as they take hormonal therapy. So I think this will actually give, it not only gives women confidence, but it gives, gives us, the clinicians, confidence that we're not harming our patients by avoiding chemotherapy. I mean, chemotherapy is a toxic treatment. And understandably, as you mentioned, a lot of women don't want to have it. But there are certainly women who benefit from it, and now we can feel confident that if this recurrence score is high, that when we're giving them the therapy, we're actually benefiting them. So help us better understand a little bit about the significance of the study's results. How much does this change things for you physicians? You mentioned that just a second ago, that you can feel like you're giving a good standard of care, but this is now going to change the standard of care, isn't it? It's going to change. It's not going to change the standard of care so much as it's going to give us more ammunition to target therapy better. I think I would I would describe the Oncotype as more of a targeting tool than a change because remember that many of these women already received chemotherapy or previously recommended chemotherapy. So what we're now doing is targeting chemotherapy to women who will benefit most from it. Then wrap it up for us. What questions would you like women to ask you about this particular clinical trial and what you see coming down the pike for it? Give us a good summary. Well, I would tell women that they should um, ask their clinicians if they're not told about the possibility of getting uh, one of these targeted tests ordered for them. They need to remember that this is only for the group of women who have hormone-sensitive cancers that are less than five centimeters, less than two inches. If they fall into that group, and if they have either no positive lymph node, or in some cases, one to three positive lymph nodes with minimal involvement, then they are eligible. 
if the cancers um, turn out to be low risk or intermediate risk, meaning a score of less than 25, then they may not need chemotherapy. There may still be circumstances where a woman decides to take chemotherapy because she wants to, and then, and then there will be women who are high risk for other reasons that may make that decision. But if they, decide, if they decide not to take chemotherapy, they should feel fairly confident that their recurrence risk and their long-term survival is low. We're not going to give, we're not going to avoid necessary therapy in women who we think will benefit from it. But there is a large group of women now who can probably safely avoid chemotherapy, and this has been validated over a, a, a very good studies followed over a very long time in a large group of patients. So I think that's where we are right now. And in the future, we will be looking more at uh, women with high with, with high risk scores to see how um, perhaps we can better predict you know chemotherapy benefits in them. Thank you so much, Dr. Charles, for clearing this up. It's it's a, a topic that is at the top of many women's minds, and this study really can change the landscape. Thank you for explaining it to us and sharing your expertise with us today. You're listening to Riverside Radio HealthCast. For more information on the latest advances in medicine, please visit RiversideHealth.org. That's RiversideHealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.